This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Something that I always stick by is to always have a backup plan. I have a massive thing about being on time. Harvey's learning. Listen, he, he will let me know. I've been one minute late before and he's had a go at me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I technically am late. So, yep, fair enough. To talk about life lessons, it's it's so hard to think of the ones just off the top of your head. I think something really important for me, and it might sound negative at first, is to not have such high expectations of people that you look up to. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds kind of depressing, but at the same time, it just helps a little bit. Welcome back to Redefine You, a conversation for well-being, where we have open and honest conversations. As if one shows their vulnerability in such a way, we're encouraged to look within. I'm your host, Haley Hasselhoff. I'm an actor, model, fashion and well-being editor, but most importantly, a body positive and mental health advocate. Now, Redefine You is meant to inspire you to look within and guide you to lead a life being grounded in you. I'm so excited to bring on UK Gen Z phenomenon, Max and Harvey. They're known as social media stars, host their own show called FOMO on CBBC, and are a musical sensation. With over 750 million likes across their videos, these two identical brothers have grown up in the spotlight and showcased nothing less than an enormous amount of talent. Now, their aim is to encourage their audience to follow them as they have unfiltered conversations about their lives and experiences online and offline. And today, they'll be discussing their creative passions, maintaining mental health, self-esteem, and their beautiful rendition of the song, She Moves in Her Own Way. Please welcome my friends to the show, Max and Harvey Mills. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about us. I was going red the whole time. I was like, oh my God, please stop saying nice things. Good. Well, I just love I'm I'm so excited to have you guys on. And first of all, so just to see your gorgeous faces, oh, it's been you. way too long. <laughs> thank you, Haley. We've missed you so much. Well, I was oh, literally I getting like flashbacks about X Factor from the other day because it, it's been like two years ago now since we did that. Isn't that crazy? Well, I, I, I want to start off because in every episode that I do, the first thing I ask my guests is that if you were to check in with yourself emotionally right here, right now, what would you both find individually? Em- emotionally. Oh, do you want to go first, Max? I, I, I can go first. So like, as in, so is the question, how am I feeling right now kind of thing? Yeah, you know, I mean, you guys obviously have a very busy schedule going on right now. And how has that been for you both? You know, how's today been? Okay. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, I would say definitely I'm very tired, but actually, normally when I am tired, I feel more satisfied with the work I've achieved. So, mm. in, in a way, I do prefer to be towards the end of the day tired um, and, and still like happy about the work I've done. Like, me and Harvey are very similar. If we feel like we've got loads of energy and haven't done anything with our day, we get really upset, a little bit anxious, actually. Like we don't we don't have anxiety, but that there is sort of that anxious feeling of 
wow, I've really just not done anything with my day today. I know he, Harvey sort of suffers with that as well. So yeah, we definitely want to make sure we do something every single day. And Harvey, what about you? How are you feeling today? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it it doesn't help that we're twins, but like he said, we sort of do have very similar <laughs> reactions to stuff like that. I think, yeah, again, you know, I'm I'm happy. Funnily enough, actually today I was a little bit annoyed. Uh, if I was saying right now, I'm actually quite yeah. upset because my laptop has been broken all day, meaning I couldn't do what I wanted to do today. So right, oh, right no. today, I haven't had the best day in the world, but in the last week, I've had an amazing week because we have been doing so many cool things uh, and, you know, just not stopping and which is, it sounds bad because obviously we do take breaks and we do make sure we're looking after ourselves. But at the same time, the longer we're going and the longer we're doing things, the happier I am. And in, in, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, hey, you guys are both passionate souls about what you do and you do so much of it. And I think that I can play as another artist, you understand what that feeling is like that when you're standstill and you have that energy and you're not putting it towards something, it can't actually p- make you anxious. But when you have so much going on and you go home and you're like, Whew, what a day, but it's not yes. like what a day. Oh God, what's happening? It's like, what a day. How cool was that? Let's keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to start off, obviously, have how we know each other. I met you guys doing X Factor. I had a very short stint, of course. But you guys went all the way to, you know, being the runner up. And I want to kind of start there because I feel like it was the first time where people got to see you guys from teenagers to young men really finding their voice and their passion to where you guys today are musically. What was it like for you? I think the first thing I would say about the whole experience alone, like you said, was we became like 10 times better at at that specific craft than we ever had imagined we would. Like the amount of effort that they put into that show to actually make the people on it so much better was completely beyond us. We actually had no idea that that would happen. So we came out of it sort of feeling, you know, really, really good about where we were, even though we didn't win, uh, which obviously was a shame. It was one of those things where we were like, actually, this is great. because, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) It was big down. (laughs) Honestly, we were so happy to just get to the final. We said this from the start, like, do you know what, if we can, if we can make it to the last episode, like as two 16 year olds, now that I think about it, I mean, it was only two years ago, which isn't that long in the grand scheme of things, but we were quite young compared to like what we are now, because we are technically considered adults, whether people see us that way or not is is a different (laughs) matter, but we are considered adults now. And then back then we were considered kids, like we were the kids of the show. So it is kind of weird to think about that now. It's so crazy when I think that like I met you guys when you were 16 because you both are so mature yet have the biggest hearts that I've ever met. And that's what I just love about both of you is that even though you guys are identical twins, you have your own personalities, you bring your own flavor to everything. And I want to kind of tap into that as well, because being identical brothers, also being in a career where I feel like that's sort of an identity in its own right with that's associated with you guys. What has that been like in your journey, just developing as individual humans and having to placate that within your career as well? So we've, we've had quite sort of a good um, journey to put it in that way, because actually our, our parents, especially from the start, they made sure we were our own people and we were very individual and everything we did was sort of different. So like, 
uh, say if we're talking about music, I've always learned a different instrument to Harvey. So Harvey's amazing at the drums mm. and I'm not going to go out and say I'm amazing at the guitar, but I learned to play the guitar. So he's, I take he's that all right. instrument. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, so yeah, we, we both make sure we're sort of doing different things that then come together and make quite a good product. So we're not sort of like headbutting over the same things. The only thing that would come close is probably the singing because the singing is quite similar. But yeah, throughout our whole lives, we've just made sure that we're doing the most productive, not opposite thing, but something that can then be combined together to make an even better end product. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Do you guys feel like sometimes there's a misconception about who you guys are individually because you're known so much as being identical brothers? I I would say that with the people that follow us, especially the people that have been following us for a really long time, I think they are, it's so obvious to them that we are very, very different. But I think when people first see us, they probably just, especially, you know, because people often will just forget which one is which or whatever. A lot of people will just generalize it and say, oh, they're both, you know, two guys who present and sing and all that sort of stuff and they do sort of see us as you know it's like the twins which is fair enough we don't you know we don't mind that but at the same time once people do get to know us i think we do make it pretty easy i I would like to say we make it pretty easy to tell the difference between the two of us but um like i said for someone who doesn't know us very well it would be quite easy to go they're the same like (laughs) they just look exactly the same um, I feel, but I feel like you guys have your own styles, your own way of presenting yourselves. Like even the way that you guys just be when you're in you guys' presence, I think is different. And is I mean, it's beautiful. I love that you guys are just so unified, but again, so separate at the same time. I talk about this because I think it's really important to sort of break stigmas all the time, right? And I think there is still a stigma around twins in general of like, oh, you guys must have this sixth sense of everything all together. And I think it's important to have people sort of go, wait, no, <laughs> they're individual people at the end of the day. Um you know, when it comes to sort of just growing up in the industry, when did you guys start uh, posting videos online? Uh, that's a very good question, actually. So we, when you say growing up in the industry, we have actually always been, and this this sounds so weird because we've we've always been really like, you know, regular kids who went to regular school. And I know a lot of people say that. That's a very cliche thing to say. But it really is true, especially being in the town we're from in England. You know, no one would have expected anything. But at the same time, we were always doing work in this industry just random things here and there. So when we were babies, our mum thought it'd be funny. Well, not funny, but she thought it'd be fun <laughs> rather to put us up for like any sort of small acting roles for twins, like because they use twins for babies in like uh, TV shows and films and stuff uh, and bec- because they can swap them out. And yeah, so we we did stuff like that when we were really, really young. And then we went on to do loads of like musical theater and stuff like that, because that was something that we were really passionate about when we were actually, you know, old enough to know what we wanted to do. Um, and so we were doing a load of stuff like touring in the West End and all that uh, jazz. And then after that, pretty much as soon as we finished a tour of The Sound of Music, which was the West End uh, show that wow. went on tour, 
literally like months later, we just started posting covers, not, not even months later, probably around the same time that we finished, we started posting covers on the internet and just out of nowhere, you know, maybe a couple months into it, it just started blowing up and we had absolutely no idea why. But at the same time, we weren't complaining. We were just like, why, what? I mean, we just didn't think that that would actually happen. We were just doing it because it's like, obviously you want to see whether that would work, but you never know that it's actually going to work. So I guess it just sort of shows that Really, if you want to try something, just go for it. How old were you then? Were you like 10 years old when that happened? 12. 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, but see, that's a big evolution to where you guys are today because that's what? Almost a good six plus years of your lives that you guys have been on social media and sharing different experiences. Has your fan base sort of developed with your evolution of your own sense of self? Or do you feel like it sometimes has been hard for you to say, you know what, actually I am growing up and different things are, are a little bit more important to me than they were previously. Yeah, I, I think we've definitely seen a lot of um, growth with our fans. Like a load of people have stuck with us since we started posting videos. And we're just so grateful for that, that people can be so invested in us. It's like sort of having other parents and aunties and uncles, but people that are the same age or older or younger. <laughs> um, it's it's, it's kind of weird if you think about it deep down, but it, it's it's very lovely to know that people support us like that. And I think, yeah, we have been changing a lot of like the way we do things and a lot of our content as well and people just seem to still enjoy it we still get loads of new followers on apps like tiktok and instagram um don't know how we do it but we're we're just sort of rolling with it as it goes and seeing if we can keep up with the machine that is social media I mean, offline, has it been difficult at all for you guys to sort of go like, okay, today I don't want to post something or this week it's not really what I want to do. Have you felt pressured to have to because it has been a part of your lives for so long? I think I think we've recently come to terms with the fact that we don't have to post something every single day because yeah. obviously, you know, f- to a certain extent, for those people who do love watching our videos and do love watching our content or whatever it is, um, we want to keep those people happy because at the same time, their support is the reason that we get to do our job. And so if if it means that we have to post something for them to, you know, be able to watch something for that day or whatever, then that is, you know, absolutely what we want to be doing. But at the same time, if we're forcing it so much, like if we're just posting for the sake of posting rather than posting because we've come up with a really good idea or come up with something that we think is going to be really fun to watch, then it sometimes goes a little bit too far out. Of it. We, we don't like that. Like we don't, we don't want to post for the sake of posting. We want to post because we have something to share or say, or just, or just it's, something funny. It's definitely quality over quantity, essentially. Yeah. Is what he's saying. But it, it took us a while to get to that because when we were, you know, 13 and 14, I swear, like, you know, I'm happy to admit this. We would upload like, and this was back when it was musically as well. We would upload like maybe five or six musicallys a day. And I know that doesn't wow. that sort of doesn't sound like a lot, but it it was at the same time. Sounds like was it really that many? Yeah. And I would say maybe one of them out of the five or six was actually reasonable. And the other would the others were just trash but like <laughs> you know that we, we, we would do covers and that was you know we'd put a lot of effort into those but then sometimes we just go oh let's just film this really quickly and now i look back on that and i'm like okay it sort of served a purpose but at the same time i don't want to do that to the people who support us like i don't want to be providing something that you know they're just sort of looking at and going oh you know this isn't really what i followed these people for or whatever so i, I think we're just always conscious about making sure that 
anything that we share or post now is something that is actually something that people would enjoy watching rather than just another, you know, let's just get it out of the way so that we can keep doing what we're doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think five or six is quite a lot to do yeah. during the, for for a day but i also think that you guys are probably finding your way of i actually really enjoy this like you found at a very young age this is actually quite fun for us to do whether it's good content or not i'm having fun hopefully with that journey but i think there is a sense of you know when does it get to a point of this is not necessarily what i want my product to be and i want to focus more on the things that maybe more fulfilling, like just doing music. And so how do you feel like that sort of has transitioned over the past couple of years for you guys, especially during the pandemic? So we're we're definitely figuring out music at the moment. And I think um, our progression over the pandemic has been pr- pretty good, actually, because we've like just me, myself, I uh, just recently finished a production course at college because we both still carried on after Amazing. X Factor finished college. Um, and so I actually, when lockdown happened, I was like, screw it. I'm gonna build a home studio in my bedroom. So I've sort of got that all around me right now. You can't really see it except from the mic. Um, but so I did that. And then we've been doing loads of like writing workshops with, um, different writers, some out in the States and some over here in the UK and just basically developing ourselves. I still don't think we're quite there. Uh, with music because mm. we've been doing a lot of tv as well like lockdown was massively for tv with us we we finished our series of fomo that you mentioned before in lockdown and um that was amazing um but yeah i think we really do this next year coming up want to focus on music and properly like nail that down well i want to talk about you know the past couple of years because i think that you both individually have gone through a lot at least with health challenges that i think have sort of come up just randomly and i think that that's a really interesting thing to sort of talk on what you both experienced and how that kind of impacted just your mental well-being during this period of time because it wasn't the health you know it wasn't the health condition we were all talking about covid it was something separate but it was going through a time when we were all dealing with a collective anxiety around health mm. concerns um yeah. what was that been like for both of you guys cuz you both experienced something so different but of course had each other to support each other through it yeah, so I think because we we both got quite different experiences with this. Are you are you referring to the appendicitis type thing that we we both went through? Appendicitis so, and seizures, yeah. Yeah, yeah so cuz Harvey's is quite different to mine, but it, in a weird cuz I'm I'm in no way set well Technically, yours mine was, was a little bit yours worse. Yours was worse. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll put it yeah, out there. Um, yours was way worse. But that's but that's not that's not even what I'm getting at because actually in a in a stress type of situation Harvey's was worse because of the time that it happened so fortunately but unfortunately mine happened while we were on holiday um Mm. in summer and um we thought it was food poisoning I'll make this really quick we thought it was food poisoning um we eventually I was I was just so ill for like five days we took they took me to hospital in France and um they said look you've got appendicitis it's ruptured which then turns to peritonitis, which is essentially poison going through my body, killing me very quickly. So I had 24 hours to live. And genuinely, so this is this is one of the first times I've sort of properly taken, if you know what I mean, like a mental step out of my body. I was lying in the bed before they took me into the operation. I went, shit, this this could be it. Like, and the, the first thing that like I thought to myself was genuinely, have I done enough? Like at this mm. age, have I done enough? And I, I sort of went through everything and went, do you know what? 
actually I am I am quite happy at where I am for for this age if if it if this is the end like and this is it for me I I was okay and I was actually quite peaceful as well like I didn't kick up a fuss I didn't cry I was surprised I didn't cry I didn't cry the whole time I was ill like nothing I I wanted to cry but I didn't I don't think I had the energy to because it was so unbelievably painful mm. but um yeah I just cracked down said yeah let's do the operation see if you can save me they were like there is a high chance it will work but you are dying quite quickly and I was like right okay let's let's do it um so yeah they saved me evidently because I'm here um but it was oh it God. was quite a stressful situation but I just didn't let that get to me and I was just like I've done enough hopefully the family will be okay if it goes wrong but they they, they crack on anyway. We're a working family. We, we just we, crack on. Max with life. and I have both oh grown up, God, sort of Max. trying to see the brighter side in things. We never, you know, we never sort of put ourselves in a situation where we're like, I, I guess I, it sounds like really, really weird to say, but we're never like selfish about stuff like that. Like if something like that happens, we never go, oh, it shouldn't have been me or whatever. It's just like you know, mm. it, it stuff like this happens, and we are very it's much life. aware that it's something that, especially when it's something like that that you just cannot control. It's not fair to then sort of either blame yourself or even blame other people because you know a lot of the time I think when bad things happen to people they will often just immediately think that it's their fault and that you know that they've brought that upon themselves for whatever reason just, you know they people think why why me why not someone else and I think something that I'd love people to understand is that nothing ever happens because someone decided that it should if it, it, some, as in sorry I should have rephrased that nothing bad like you know an illness like that will happen to someone because they've done something wrong or done something to deserve it. That's never the case. And I think a lot of people often do think that, which slightly worries me because again, with mine, um, I woke up and was immediately like, you know, as soon as, as soon as I started having the same symptoms as Max, uh, we were talking about taking me to hospital because, you know, we were thinking, right, this could be the exact same thing. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, I sort of had this and it still don't quite know how to explain it, but it was sort of like a seizure where basically my, my entire body sort of closed in on itself and just froze. Um, and to, and my face completely drooped. And at one point, me and my mum both thought that I was going to be stuck like that forever because I've heard about people, uh, especially especially in like uh, extreme sports and stuff like that, where people have been hit in the head uh, and then they've been, they, you know, their life has been changed and they're stuck in a different way to what they previously used to be like. Um, mm. And I thought for some reason that that might happen to me. But again, I was sort of already trying to process that and going, right, I'm going to live, I'm going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. If I, if, you know, if that's the case, how am I going to get through it? So that, that was the first thing that came to my mind, like while I was sat on the sofa and while it was happening. Um, and then we went to the hospital. Um, I took a load of antibiotics and I was fine. So, you know, cracked on with some more shows over summer. Exactly. That was, that was a rough thing is that we were so sad because we were letting so many people down because we had shows over the summer, uh, and that we, we knew that uh, a load of our fans were coming to see us. Um, and unfortunately we did have to cancel, I think it was four shows in the end, um, yeah. because of that. Period. I mean, Max and Harvey, come on. You're talking about these like really pointed, pivotal points in your life. And you know, what? I, I, I have to say, I really applaud you for just even going through the mental process of this is what I thought and the positivity that came into your mindset, because I got into a leg injury in 2014 
And I did the exact same thing. I brought a nurse with me to Germany to do like a runway show while my leg was supposed to nice. be so healing. Like I was like, I yeah. needed to win it. I'm not going, I gotta do it. When you kind of, when you're in that mentality and that's how I sort of looked at it, it was like affirmation after affirmation, after affirmation, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And I think a lot of the times people don't have sort of those leaders to say like, you need to be able to trick your mindset when you're going through those pivotal health problems. That's not obviously the cure, but I think that if you can start to help your own mindset going through those, it's a positive way. And that seems exactly what both of you guys have done. I know that you talk a little bit about, you know, not being able to do your shows and not being able to go because of your health concerns at those points. But where was your mental well-being after going through those those places? Were you concerned about what was next for you both? Or are you got were you guys sort of in a place of affirmation after affirmation? So fu- so funnily enough, um right right after my one uh, in the summer, we were actually because we've we've now wrapped our podcast, the one that we did with you uh, a yeah. while ago. We had two amazing seasons of it. Um, and it was great. We loved it, but we were literally, as I was in hospital planning that podcast. So I, I even, I think I maybe towards the end of hospital, I don't think I jumped on any calls to be fair, but I was like texting all the group chats that were like setting up all the stuff. So we moved straight on to what our next project was. Like, even though I was in hospital, we were just like straight onto that. But I think one of the other things I definitely wanted to say is, um, a lot of people when, when they do have sort of illnesses that come suddenly stressing is probably the worst thing to do like and mm-hmm. I, I think that's where me and Harvey sort of did it right is we just didn't stress we just sort of accepted what was happening and then your body can actually deal with stuff a little bit better and relax into it and just hopefully heal faster but if you stress more it just makes it worse but um yeah as I said we cracked on with work and planned a podcast I'm pretty sure we did something else didn't we Harvey what did we do right after that after the summer as well as the podcast. Don't, we, don't ask me. My- we, we had more FOMO <laughs> to film, didn't we? We filmed more FOMO. Yeah, we did. We had a few, we had like a, did we? H- half a series left of FOMO, I think. Did did we? Yeah, because yeah, we crossed them over. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we did, we did, we did. I yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then again, it was a similar thing. So by, by the way, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if we mentioned this, but mine and Max's incidents pretty much almost exactly happened a year apart. Like, so his wow. was, his was, his was August, 2020. Mine was August, 2021. Um, and so after mine, we literally, I think it was two days later, I went to hospital. Then one day happened, I, one rest day. And then I think maybe another rest day. And then we went and filmed a music video because we'd already planned it. Uh, <laughs> so the, for anyone wondering, uh, if you want to, if you want to see, if you can spot the, the exhaust exhaustion is that is that a word in my eyes so. in uh in the she moves in her own way music video by the way i just wanted to state it was absolutely 100% me that said yes i want to do the music video i'm happy to do it uh because i was really you know i wanted to make sure that we got that done because it's one of my favorite projects we've done in a while and it, we had it all planned out you know a whole day shooting and all that sort of stuff and so we went and did it um and then the next day we had shows again um, after that as well. So we, you know, went straight back into it. I was having absolutely no, you know, I I had two days rest and I was like, I'm happy with that. That's good. I'll take that. And then we'll go. Well, Like I said, I know how that feels. (laughs) I, I seriously do know how that feels and being able just to get back onto that path. Let's talk a little bit about 
why I think she moves in her own way is so impactful right here, right now. I think that, you know, the, this podcast obviously talks a lot about mental health. It talks a lot about body image and self-image. And I think the song and the rendition that you guys have done really placates off other women and girls feeling comfortable in their own skin and that we're all beautiful in our own uniqueness. Why was this so important for you guys to put out? And especially during this time. So one one thing that we wanted to make clear, because again, you know, the Kooks, uh, the band who originally wrote that song, they're an absolutely incredible artist and we love that song. We we actually did a cover of it four years ago. Uh, so to be able to cover it now was so cool. But we we wanted to make sure, and the video helped this, we wanted to make sure that our message with their song was that, um, you know, it's, it's ra- rather than just being... I, th- I think the original story is about um, being obsessed with a girl because, you know, she's she's sort of playing hard to get or whatever and making it a bit of a chase. But with us, it was more that, you know, we are we find it inspiring and attractive when a girl does her own thing, as in, you know, doesn't apologize for anyone, doesn't sort of change herself for other people, is completely 100% herself. And I think, you know, with the different storylines in the music video, if anyone goes uh, goes and watches it, um, I think that really helps to tell that story because, you know, it is, it is the case where people will often do different things and do things that they would never do just for the sake of, you know, getting someone to like them. And we, we don't believe in that, you know, we're very much about just being yourself and then you're more likely to find the right person. But, uh, yeah, I think, I, th- I hope we conveyed that message in some way. Um, I think being you definitely, it not our song originally. I mean, I definitely think you have. And I think that it's really important. One of the coolest things that I've learned about you guys over just having a friendship and also doing a little bits and bobs here and there is that you really do want to make sure that your lived experiences really placate to help another feel comfortable in their own skin. And you are cautious on the sense of um, how you have the conversations with your supporters. And so I think that with this song in general, it really showcases the true authenticity to how you guys treat other people and being able to celebrate them for who they are. Um, in sort of the body image world, you know, have you guys ever experienced sort of developing with people watching you as men? I mean, I think so much we talk about the female perspective, but from a male's perspective, you know, has it been challenging at all kind of being in the spotlight as a teenager growing into a younger man and also just even like with the pitches of your voices and so forth? Oh, that's that last thing you said is, is yeah, that's massive. Because that's, to be honest, is the only thing that really did um change massively because obviously we did grow up and we look a lot older now but yeah the, the pictures of our voices five years ago were ridiculously high like we were we were singing some so high covers that we should not have been singing that high but we did it anyway and we actually got quite a lot of hate towards the start of our social media um experience because of how high we were singing and we're like well we're just little kids we're gonna try and sing something impressive but um <laughs> Yeah, I think, do you know what? For us, we've just never connected with social media in the way that people can get at us for our appearances. And I don't know how we've avoided it because so many people do come under fire for how they look, how they dress, what they do daily. But it just seems like people... I mean, if I'm putting it frank, people don't care. People just want to watch our content. They don't actually like care if we sort of look a bit stupid like if we're wearing a stupid outfit or whatever 
no one seems to comment. And if they do, it gets lost in all of our fans' amazing comments that they comment all the time. I say amazing comments. Our fans do love to sort of bully us in a way and, and bully is a light term because it's, we sort well, that's, of... That's such a yeah. harsh word. Like, it's it's a very, more like banterous banter. sort of comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we have a lot of banter with our fans and they, they sort of like just flood out. It's, it's very like positive banter. Um, we all know what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I, but I think that the whole point of that is because you guys have really found a way to connect with your audience and it was through just being authentic. You guys are putting authentic content. Who you meet in person is who you are online and vice versa, you know? And I think that that necessarily allows for people just to connect to the relatability and the vulnerability that you guys are already showing. I would want to end this because I know you guys need to wrap it up as well, but I want to just say if somebody is starting out at the age that you guys started out at what would be the advice to your younger selves i would personally say that if you if you want to do this you should absolutely think about how your future is going to look because at the end of the day i think a lot of people get into this industry especially social media now like social media is one of the most deadly uh industries because you know with music and with tv you could drop off and you could have one amazing job and then go but with social media you can have one good video and then be gone so like if you want that to be your career you need to know already that you're going to have the time to dedicate to it but also the willpower to sometimes say no to things so that you're not just milking it for what it's worth at that moment and then not actually sustaining your career. And I know that's quite a developed answer for something that could have probably been a bit more simple, but that's just, you know, how we feel from the get-go. We always had, and our parents were really amazing with this as well. You know, we got so lucky that our parents knew what they were doing in that, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let us just completely sell out in the first six months of us being successful on social media. They were like, you guys need to maintain this. You need to have a schedule and you also need to make sure that you know what is good and what is not. Like you're being honest with yourselves about what you're posting. Yeah. Max, do you have anything to add to that? Or do you think Harvey Harvey just wrapped it up with a nice little bow? I, I think, I, do you know what? I think he kind of just covered everything. Um, I, yeah, I genuinely don't think I can add to that, to be honest. Well, guys, okay, I I like to ask my guests a couple little questions as I leave every episode, so I need to ask you guys as well. These are questions that are obviously going to tap into what makes you you, that we all go through challenging moments. We can have a flare-up, a challenging moment, but what do we do in our toolbox to help us get through those moments? Tell me. Harvey, I'll let you go first. What What did you do the last time you had a challenging moment to help yourself get more connected to who you are? Um, You know what? I... And people might know this about me. Anyone who's listening that knows us already, I'm massively into drumming. Um, so a lot of the time, if I am a bit frustrated or if I'm just, if I feel like I've got nothing to do in that specific moment, because again, I, I'm so like, if I'm not doing something ever, I need to go and do something. Um, I know that sounds really stupid now that I've said it out loud, no. but yeah, so I'll, I'll probably go, I'll go drum for half an hour or even an hour or even 10 minutes, you know, however much time I have. Um, that really helps me just relax because again, hitting things in a, in a, in a safe way is really <laughs> therapeutic. Um, so that's always good. And then, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of actually just being okay with certain things, I do often tell myself when, when I get annoyed about things, when I get frustrated about things, I completely try and step out of that situation and look at it from like someone who's got absolutely no bias whatsoever. Like I take myself out and go, 
if I was just looking at whatever's happening right now, would I think it's a bit stupid or would I think, oh no, this person actually has a right to be upset about that thing. And 90% of the time it's stupid. So <laughs> it makes it a lot easier for me to sort of go, actually, yeah, I don't need to worry about that. That's just something that I got worked up about because I was a bit annoyed probably about something else earlier on in the day and I can just calm down. And that normally helps. I like it. It's being able to identify that that trigger probably was from somewhere else and not actually what's happening in the present moment. Yeah. Um, Max, what about you? So my initial thing, if I'm, I'll start off with my practical thing. If I'm upset or anything like that, I'll probably just go and play piano to relax myself or the guitar or just do some stuff with production. And cause I just love um, making music, uh, whether it be on a laptop through like logic or whatever, or just with a piano and then um, sort of to maybe calm myself down emotionally. Uh, I find actually, cause this, a lot of people just seem to completely miss how much this helps is deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. I do that at least like five times and I'm pretty much sorted. Genuinely, the first time I did that, I was like, no, this is stupid. This doesn't work. Of course it doesn't work. You're just breathing. But then I was like, actually, it properly like clears my head out and just like gets rid of any sort of anger or annoyance or anything like that. And uh, you know what someone did to me the other useful. day? Go on. Sorry, that reminded me, you saying about breathing. Someone said to me the other day, hey, are you thinking about your breathing? And I was like, well, now I am. And they were like, yeah, I just, they said, I just put you into manual. And I was like, oh, I don't like that you had control over me just now. They're like, made me really nervous. I was like, oh my God, this person just made me like focus on something. And now I'm thinking about every breath. It's really weird. Before we go, before we do go though, Hayley, I I wanted to ask you, because we haven't asked you any questions. How are you feeling emotionally today? How am I feeling emotionally today? Yeah. Um, a bit scattered, you know, I had a little bit of a, a thing happen earlier on today, mm-hmm. but before I came on here, I have to be honest with you guys, because I needed to center myself, um, as I was plugging everything in getting all the lights back on, I took a little breath work moment for myself. I do the whole four in four hold four out. Mm-hmm. But for me, sometimes I recognize that if it doesn't work within the first five, I'm like, why? This is supposed to be the tool. And I can get yeah. frustrated about it. But I have to remind myself to be patient. But I think seeing both of your faces and doing something that I love, which is this podcast, it allowed me to just jump straight into my mindset of this is my present moment. This is what I'm going to focus on. And this makes me feel good. Because, um, yeah. Life can bring challenges along the way. I mean, you have an amazing talent of still seeming like everything's going amazingly. Like with the text you were sending me, you know, you obviously you were a tiny, tiny, tiny bit over <laughs> the time that we were told to be on here, but it doesn't matter. But you were saying, I'm so, so sorry. I'm going to so be right sorry. there. But no, 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 it's fine. And the text was so lovely as well. And I was like, oh, she, she must just be running over on something. It's fine. But I didn't even think, oh, maybe, maybe something's wrong, which I think, you know, obviously is sometimes, you know, something that people should know. But at the same time, it was nice for me that I, that you didn't want to worry me at all or anything like that. And you were just sort of, you know, saying positive about it, which I think is very impressive that you can do that. Oh, I, well, I, I, you know, thank you. I adore you guys. I felt so bad. You know, I, I think that it, it was also that moment though, of knowing that like, 
even my partner, I mean, to be real honest, he had to come up to me and be like, just text them that you're friends, you know? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like it was, he was more of like, just it's at the end of the day, like stop being so concerned about having to be there. If you can't be there right this second, because you have to attend to something else, that's life, that life yeah, happens, you know, like instead of like freaking out about the moment, it's like people will understand if you just say, Hey, this is what's going on. You know, and yeah. so I just, you know, I, I adore you both dearly. And I thank you for being kind and cautious with me today and even asking how I'm doing. Um, do you have any more questions for me before I move on, Max? No, that's all good. I was just <laughs> going to say how how lovely you are, especially for having us here. And you just to put to put it this way, you somehow, even though I'm like being happy and I feel like I'm being like quite a nice person right now, I feel like a terrible person because of how nice you are. Like it, you, that's that's how you nice feel like you are. You being Hayley. a terrible person because no, no, no. of how nice like, I am. Like, in, do you get what I mean by like in <laughs> comparison? You're you're so nice that it just puts me to like the bottom of any bar. I'm like, right, I need to be this nice to people because I just never achieved that much positivity in my life. You guys are both very positive beings. You really are. We try. <laughs> well, guys, I want to leave this by just asking one more question. It's 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 quite a hefty question, but you can answer it in any way that you feel fit. Um, it's okay. what are you the three biggest lessons you've learned in your life? These can be words, feelings, saying stories, sort of whatever authentically comes to your mind. What are your core values? Well, you can Ooh. say one of yours, Max, because you don't actually have to reference. Yes, something. yeah, yeah. So uh, something that I always um, stick by uh is uh and and uh, just a life lesson that i have always gone by is to always have a backup plan um or always have a plan b however you want to phrase it um and it's just helped me with absolutely everything because especially so i i have a massive thing about being on time you're, you're not on time unless you're early for me um harvey's learning max max we're being <laughs> max we're being cautious about the fact that Haley was definitely know, you know really, really. That she, just oh took a big come on burn. Max. come on wow i'm so sorry no go on go on i'm i'm loving knowing that you're a planner i'm like really kind of into it like do you write things down as well like how organized are we so it's it's mostly mental actually i'm i mostly sort of have everything in the back of my mind um but with a situation i'll always have to so say we're traveling somewhere if something goes wrong or anything like that i'll have a backup to whatever we need to do so that we can make sure something somewhat goes smoothly and um yeah i just always make sure i i, I need to stop saying it because i'm not targeting you Haley. i promise oh my god but i'm I, not <laughs> taking it that way at all at all i mean i appreciate but, yeah. that harvey how do you feel when you're five minutes past the clock Listen, he he will let me know. He he, <laughs> that I've been I've been one minute late before, and he's had a go at me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I technically am late. So, yep, fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, to talk about life lessons, it's it, it's so hard to think of the ones just off the top of your head. I think, I think something really important for me, and it might sound negative at first, is to not have such high expectations of people that you look up to because obviously it's mm. good to look up to people but then it's so much harder if that person lets you down in some way or another 
and you know it you know it's going to hit you like an like a wall if if someone lets you down and you really looked up to them uh, i had this one thing one time where and it was such a small thing i think we were about 13 or 14 and we we used to go out to la quite a lot and it was our last day in la uh, and we really wanted to make the most of it. And one of our friends who we massively looked up to, you know, they were really big in social media, doing really well. And they texted us saying, hey, do you guys want to hang out tomorrow? And I was like, oh, that's sick. That's so cool. I really want to do that because it's our last day and I wanted to do something cool because um, we were flying back the next day. And they ba- basically stood us up. Uh, and I was like, you know, that that hit so much harder mm-hmm. because I really 110% didn't even for a second think, maybe this might not happen and maybe they were just sort of saying it to be polite or maybe they were just saying it to be nice rather than, you know, whatever. So I think for me, I just make sure that I'm always very level-headed and just think about every possible outcome of a situation rather than just always thinking of the 100% best thing. Because I know it sounds kind of depressing, but at the same time, it just helps a little bit. You're going to have to tell me who that was after this because I've completely forgotten. But I do have the final life lesson and actually it sort of relates to Harvey's a little bit is um, something else I always go by is assume the worst case scenario and never the best case scenario. I know that sounds negative, but actually... Ours are so bad. Yeah. No, oh my God, they're not. So it's bad. actually just making me think about who you guys are, are people so much more. Like, true, I'm loving true. it. Like, the whole idea that you have a plan B, I'm really intrigued by this. And I'm thinking to myself, like, God, girl, maybe you need to start having some plan Bs. <laughs> but but like with the worst case scenario it's mainly again for being on time is you never want to leave like you say say you're going somewhere and it takes 20 minutes to get there and it's like it's 20 minutes until you need to be there you don't want to leave with 20 minutes left you want to leave with like 30 minutes or 40 minutes left so that you have that gap he's of time. back on the punctuality always oh my assume god the worst. Talk again. always <laughs> assume the worst and then if you get Let the best you'll talk. be you'll be much happier when you actually get the best but if you assume the best and get the worst you're going to be a lot more upset about it so that's that's where i stand on that kind of thing I'll say one more. Just one more oh, my, my final, my final one, my final one would be, and this is this is something that we massively stand by as well. Is that um, there's a difference between being inspired by someone and wanting to be someone, mm. and especially as young people, you completely forget that if you are if you spend a, a portion of your life trying to be someone, you are going to fail because that person is successful because they are them you're not going to be successful by being them. You're going to be successful by being whatever the new thing is. And sorry, I've got pause coming into the frame no, now. I love it. Uh, but yeah, so exactly. Just to wrap it up, be yourself, which is, you know, a great message as it is. You know, people say it a lot and it really does mean a lot, but don't be inspired by people, but don't try to be people. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think all of those life lessons are very, very, very valuable. And I think a lot of them are ways in which, or what I recognize is that you both are very self-aware on what works for you. You know, you've come to a place of going like having a plan B, being on time works for me. And then, you know, Harvey being able to say, you know what, what works for me is actually staying true to my authenticity and knowing that I'm not going to, you know, aspire to be like somebody, even if I admire them. And I think that's a really big life lesson. I know that for myself. I always say to people, the word role model is so tricky because when you say you want to be a role model, people think, okay, well, then you have to embody what somebody else thinks they need to be at that age and that time of your life. 
But at the end of the day, you should always inspire people, but inspire them to want to find their own journey. And that's the whole point of even where we are today. So it's a wonderful note to leave on. I thank you guys dearly. I adore both of you so much. And I'm just- No, thank you for having us. Thank I'm you. so proud of all the success, the music you guys are putting out. You guys are just beautiful, beautiful humans. And I can't wait to see where it goes next. If you guys are wanting to connect with them even more than just this conversation, which I'm sure you already have or want to, they can be reached on their Instagram, their Twitter, and their TikTok, Max and Harvey. And thank you, thank you guys. See you later. And if you're looking to continue the conversation around living an unapologetically authentic lifestyle, then this podcast is just for you. Our goal is to build a community in which you feel empowered to celebrate you by hearing inspiring stories of ownership to self. To always remember to lead with the three M's, that's mindfulness, movement, and mental engagement. You've got this and we're here to support you along the way. So be sure to subscribe, download so you don't miss an episode. And remember that it's okay to not be okay in your journey to become grounded in the power of you. Some of the topics we discussed today may have been triggering. And if you're in need to speak to a crisis counselor, please text home to 741-741 or head over to projecthealthyminds.com slash Haley for curated resources ready to hear from you. This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Haley Hasselhoff, Patty Chiano, Laferne Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatty. Callie Kelts is the social media producer. And a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew, Rwani Horenigay, William Cusack, Lisa Clark, Katie Brown, and Morgan Kaler. This podcast has been produced by Stage 29 Productions for entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast does not constitute medical or professional advice, do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent company's affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the host and the guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or an entity they represent. For more information, please go to stage29.tv.